You're listening to the St. Mark's Podcast for November 8th, 2020, the 23rd Sunday after Pentecost. Today's sermon was given by the Reverend Peter Walsh. It's based on Matthew chapter 25, verses 1 through 13. About a week and a half ago, I was talking to Mike Handler, who is the former emergency management director for the town of New Canaan in Connecticut. And Mike was saying over the phone as I was there listening, he said, you know, everyone is fatigued. Everybody is letting their guard down. And then he said something that hit me with a kind of boom. He said, this is no time to be fatigued. I'm telling you, I, I, it was like I, I rose up from my slouching slumber and sat up. And what Mike was talking about, of course, was the, the coronavirus and the pandemic. But he might as well have been talking about the election marathon or the post-election phenomenon or the red versus blue on and on. And after Mike said this, this is no time to be fatigued, I had a kind of snap of my mother and when I was a kid and I would fuss, my mother would say, buck up, Sam. Now, I know my name is Peter, but my, my mother called, uh, called my brother and me Sam. My mother was a very effective communicator, even if she didn't get our names right. And, and then that reminded me of Mike Tyson. And now I know it's funny that I'm talking about my mom and Mike Tyson together. Uh, Mike Tyson is the boxer who uh, bit half an ear off of some guy who was going to be opposing This all happening at a press conference. I mean, my mom was lovely, but my mom and Mike Tyson have something in common in that they are both effective communicators, right? Mike said, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Oof. I mean, so brutal, right? But effective. Now, I just have to tell you that I do not like about half of the parables of Jesus that are in the Bible. They are, they are, are simply too brutal for me. I feel, I, feel, I feel punched by the parable, so to speak. I, I don't like today that the five bridesmaids are, are, are locked out, that the door is slammed in the face. I do not know you. I, I don't like this, right? So Mike Tyson speaks of getting punched uh, in the mouth, and we know something about gut punches, but what the parables are often doing, these are these are soul blows that have the intention to wake us up, right? I mean, they even come with a punchline, right? And today's punchline is keep awake. Now, Mike Tyson was talking about adversity. In other words, we all have a plan until things go awry and they get adverse. And he was basically saying that, that, that the adversity does not define who we are. It's how we deal with the adversity when it comes. Now, just to say that <laughs> all of us are, are feeling like we're on our way to get a PhD in adversity, right? I mean, uh, the world is, you know, it's a difficult place these days. But what these parables are trying to do is they are trying to help us contend with adversity. That's what they're doing, right? And today's parable is really about perseverance in preparation. Sure, there are problems, right? There's, there's a delay and they're fatigued, but the real problem is preparation, right? There's a delay. I feel like saying, fine, so the bridegroom is delayed. Well, guess what? The election was delayed, the vaccine was delayed, weddings are delayed, family reunions are delayed, normalcy is delayed, and yeah, it also says that all of them became drowsy and slept. 
Well, so pretty much everybody I know experiences an interior fatigue. <laughs> In fact, they might not even become drowsy and not sleep, but there is this fatigue. But as I said, the real problem is in the preparation. Now, when I read this parable, I find it easiest just to collapse all of the imagery, right? So we are the bridesmaids and that the lamp and the flask, you know, we're all that. Might, perhaps we might think of the flask and the oil and the lamp being our souls. Now, the oil, of course, is the key element. It's all about the oil. And the oil is that spiritual sustenance. It is that spiritual energy. It is that grace that comes from our attentiveness to the divine, our attentiveness to God. And most all of us know all about what it's like to be a full lamp and to be full of the Spirit and to, to burn brightly. But we also know what it's like uh, to, have, to be empty, right? To, to not have the Spirit within us or feel that. And, and, and it's awful. I mean, I mean, the difference between the wise and the foolish are the wise managed to keep their flask full of oil, right? And I think one of the reasons I have a hard time with this is not only some of the brutality about the shut door, but I'm always identifying with the foolish bridesmaids, right? Because it is terrible. It is terrible, terrible when we feel that our soul psyche is depleted and that our inner light is dimming. We feel that our, our tank is empty, our well is empty, our flask is empty, our soul is empty. It's, it's a very um, depleting and devastating experience. It reminds me of when I was a kid, I, I, have a, I still have a huge baseball card collection, and I used to build these, uh, these baseball card castles, and I would pile them all, but, you know, one wrong move, and boom, the castle would collapse. Without that spirit, we have some sense of, of collapsing, turning in on us. In spiritual theology, we call that desolation. Desolation is the experience of the absence of God. It's the absence of that divine energy, that divine chi that, that runs through our lives. The spiritual life is real. You can't see it, but it doesn't mean it's not real. And sometimes we know the reality of it by its absence, right? And when we start to feel it absent, oftentimes we begin to panic. <laughs> it's just like those bridesmaids at the night are like, hey, look, give me some oil. And, and the others, you know, go out and get some, but the stores are closed. And have you ever been so empty uh, in, your, in your inner soul well that you, you called up people, you called up your spiritual director who you know has got oil in the tank and you just hope that perhaps they could lend you some to, to tide you over until you can get a refill. The hard part of this, of course, is when it comes to spiritual oil, when it comes to that spiritual grace, uh, <laughs> you can't always get it in the middle of the night, right? You can't always just get it by asking somebody for it. It comes slowly. In fact, so often our, our inner well fills like groundwater fills a well from the bottom up. And that is how the Spirit comes from the ground of our being into the bottom of our soul and gives us that spiritual energy. And when we have that spiritual energy, we are different. We're, we're simply different. We feel a kind of spiritual strength that comes into us, comes into our soul psyches, and we all need strength. Remember, I started this with, <laughs> this is no time to be fatigued. 
Folks, there's a long way in front of us, right? The Calvary ain't coming in in a way that's going to solve every one of your problems. We need not to look outside, but we need to go to the divine source to make sure that we have the power to continue in our lives as whole human beings. I mean, just to say the truth of the matter is that you are an energy center of power. I mean, it is it is nothing short of miraculous how our bodies work and function and and produce energy. And then when that combines with divine grace, uh, we just grow for the fullness of our life and to serve those around us. So if you're feeling fatigued from the on and onness of things, I hope you'll I hope you'll go to the source, the ultimate source, the divine source, that you'll go to God. It is, it is life-changing when we come before our Lord and open our hearts and let that divine rise up within us like that well. It says right at the end of the parable to keep awake. I just want you to know that this wakefulness is not mindfulness. There's nothing wrong with mindfulness. It includes the divine dimension, right? It's being present to the present moment. It's being present to the present moment and the kairos moment, right? So that we have some sense of timeless time being lived out in our lives of love. This is the movement of holiness in our lives. And if there's anything we need, it is holy energy, not only for ourselves, but for the life of the world. Jesus begins the Sermon on the Mount with the claim that you are the light of the world. Well, if we're to be the light of the world, certainly uh, the fuel in our tank that we are going to burn is not our own, right? It is our own energies combined with those divine oils. And so don't give up. Don't back down. Don't lose hope. Open your heart to the divine. Go ahead. Understand yourself is the light of the world and light up your life. Just light up your life. You only have one life to live. Go for it. It doesn't matter the circumstances. Light it all up in God's name. Peace and blessings. Take care. Amen. You can find more sermons on our website at www dot stmarksnewcanon.org